Welcome to the Beam Yoga Podcast. My name is Julian Hankins. Today, we're going to be discussing a particular yoga theme. Join me today with our yoga teacher. Jenny is the director of the yoga program at Summit Rock Climbing Yoga and Fitness. Not only is she experienced with leading students during her classes, but she also leads and trains future yoga teachers. In this episode, she introduces the theme of balance. We talk about how she incorporates that into her classes, different yoga types, and how they complement one another, and we talk more about Summit and what it has to offer. Hey, Jenny. Hello. Welcome today to the Beam Yoga Podcast. Where are you located today? I'm in Dallas, Texas. And I want to share a little bit of a background on how we know each other. So I met Jenny because she is the director of the Summit Yoga Program and the Summit 200-hour yoga teacher training at Summit Rock Climbing Yoga and Fitness. And I chose the Summit program last summer because I knew that it already had this really cool climbing community, and I liked how the yoga classes tied into that community and really supported them. I would not be where I am without Jenny, and I'm so grateful she me into her program, and I couldn't have imagined a better yoga teacher training experience there with her and all of her crew. Oh, thanks, Julian. You're welcome. So please tell me about what your favorite yoga theme is to teach. Uh, well, I tend to teach the theme of balance in many of my classes. Um, it's just a good overall theme. So what inspired you to come up with that theme of balance and where did it come from? Um, it's simple. I like to keep things really simple and efficient um, in my classes and in life. So simple catch-all theme of balance uh, because I can work it in several times into one class uh, so that the students become really aware of ways they can balance. Um, and you can achieve balance in multiple ways, not just on a yoga mat, but in your life as well. And I'm sure everybody experiences issues with balancing work with life and school and family and so on. Yeah, definitely. There's so many different ways you can apply that and take it, and it can vary from day-to-day, class-to-class. Yeah, absolutely. How do you like incorporating balance into your classes, starting at the beginning? Obviously, throughout, you can apply that theme, and then at the end. Um, Well, at the start, I usually give people um, a chance to set an intention, And usually just saying the word balance, something will pop into their head that they want to balance, whether it's in the yoga room or in life. Um, So that's how I start the class. And then during the class, you can tell them about like if your most complex pose of class is a one legged balance, balancing posture, then you can talk about how to create stability in on the standing leg or you can work in throughout the class that you're make sure you're working as hard on the right side as you are on the left side so that you balance out both sides of your body you can um, talk about counter positioning like when you do a back bend 
for I don't know, 20, 30 seconds, then you want to counter it with a forward bend so that you balance the front and back side of the body. And you can also break, bring in like inspirational quotes about balancing your work and your home life um, and the time with the kids and school and stuff like that. So it's just really easy to apply. That's why I like it so much. Yeah, I love that. It's always good to hear. Um, it's not something that you can hear too many times um, yeah. just because there's always going to be something that's kind of out of whack and there really is no, no there's never really a balance, but um, we can do our best to try and, um, and kind of remember, um, kind of remember what we can do to focus on one area more than the other whenever something's, you know, teetering too heavy. Right. Right. Your yoga practice is a practice and so is your life. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and so do you have specific poses? I know you kind of already talked about um, back bends and forward bends, but do you have other specific poses that you really like to pair with this theme? Well, sure. One-legged balances are great to apply this to because um, so many people struggle with balancing on one foot or one leg. So poses that are I know if you can, if you've ever seen a standing bow pose, which is a big back bend, it takes a lot of back strength and front body openness, as well as strong standing leg or bird of paradise, which is a big hip opener and you have to have um, lengthened hamstrings. So those kind of poses where you're standing for maybe up to a minute on one leg are great for a balance um, theme in a class. Yeah, it kind of reminds you how strong your roots need to be, like, or your feet need to be into the floor. Um, and then, you know, up from there, your leg and your thigh has to be so strong in order to maintain that, um, that strength and the balance that you're using in that posture. Right. And if the standing leg falls apart, I like to say it all falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> and how else would you apply this theme? Yeah, I guess you could apply it um, like even to something as simple as um, an easy seated pose or an easy standing pose like mountain. You could tell them to make sure the weight is balanced between right and left side or right and left foot to balance the strength in their low body with uh, um, a lengthened or tall spine in the upper body. So, yeah, it's just. You can even balance um, their awareness of their breathing versus how much effort they're putting in. So, yeah, it's just so applicable. Yeah, so many different topics. And mm -hmm. uh, do you want to talk about, I haven't really had anyone talk about Hatha, the Hatha practice. And I know that that is one of your favorites and one of your experts uh, and one and your expertise. So would you like to kind of talk about um, the style of Hatha a little bit? Sure. Um, I'm actually running a teacher training this fall on Hatha style yoga um, paired with yin yoga. Uh, yeah, I was trained in Hatha yoga in the Ghosh lineage. So if you've heard of Bikram yoga, um, it's a little different. It's a lot different than flow yoga where it's flow or vinyasa is more dance like Hatha yoga. Um, there's a flow to the class in that there's, we start most of the class standing. We do a lot of strengthening of the low body and, and usually it culminates 
around 35, 45 minutes into a peak posture. That's the most complex of class. And then the rest of class is typically on the floor, either more strengthening poses and then some stretching postures. Um, but what makes it really nice for beginners is that we spend a little bit more time up to maybe a minute on each pose, each side of the pose. And we do the right and left side immediately after each other. So if you've ever taken a flow class, um, typically we'll do maybe four or five, six poses on one side of the body, all linked together um, without a break. They kind of just flow into each other. And then there's that signature vinyasa of the high plank, low plank, up dog, down dog, in between right and left side. And then you do all the other, all the same poses on the opposite side of the body. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can forget what you did on the right side in flow class. And by the time you get to the left side, you know, you just don't really remember how hard you worked or what you did. Um, but in Hatha, you can do your right side, for example, uh, what's a good Hatha pose that everybody might know? Um, Ardha Chandrasana, um, the one that's upright, you're standing on both feet and you're arching up and over to one side like a crescent moon. So you might hold that pose for a full minute on one side in Hatha class and then come back to the center and then complete the other side for a minute. So seeing the poses right next to each other like that, the right and left side, you can immediately see if there's a strength imbalance or flexibility difference from right to left side. And it, the cl whole class goes like that from posture to posture. It's right, left, stop the pose, right, left, on the next pose and so on. Cool. That's such a different approach to, you know, your typical vinyasa class. And so mm -hmm. it really allows you to compare side to side and um, kind of know how you're doing on each side. And if you're balanced, it all comes full circle. Yeah. And there's a, since we spend a little bit longer in each pose, there's a lot more alignment cueing that the teacher can do a lot more learning that the, um, the student will absorb by listening to cueing and, and figuring out how that works in their own body. So yin yoga, um, as compared to our more heat building practices in yoga, like Hatha, Flow, Vinyasa, and Ashtanga, you get really sweaty um, or warm in those practices. Whereas in yin yoga, it's very relaxed. You sit or you lay down the entire class and the focus is not so much on the musculature of the body, but on the less movable tissues in your body, like bones don't move ligaments and tendons um, a long time ago, they thought that those didn't stretch and move, but they do, and they can be opened up and lengthened. And it takes a specific kind of practice and exercise. And it's this yin yoga mm -hmm. um, that helps you open up those other tissues of your body. Perfect. So it's going to be a nice kind of counter to what you already offer. Um, and I think something that is a really nice type of class to teach. So um, I'm excited for that to open up here soon. Yeah, me too. We're starting that one in the fall at our new Plano location. Um, Plano opens in May, and then we're going to start that teacher training in September this year. Yay, perfect. Um, so what else about Summit, Summit would you like to share? Oh, God, there's just so much about us. Um, 
our community of members are just so much fun. Our staff members are so fun and helpful. Um, everybody just likes hanging out here. And I admit I spend a lot of time at Summit when I'm not even working. I'm just hanging out with my new friends um, at work. So we have a, a great community of yogis and climbers and fitness professionals and um, just fitness enthusiasts. But we also have um, kids programs. So if you're a parent, we have um, kids teams and we're actually since 1996, Kyle, um, our main owner, has run uh, Team Texas, which is a competitive youth climbing team that competes all over the world and the country. And they've won um, a lot of national titles and at least five world championship titles. So we're kind of a big deal in the climbing community. Yeah, that's um, really cool. Um, there's, yeah, so much going on at Summit and you kind of can always find something to entertain you and to help you grow um, or a new hobby to find. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was a fun fact. I didn't know this for sure until our Christmas party last year, but, um, at least half of our employees are female. And so we also have a lot of female climbers. So for any ladies listening to the podcast that are kind of nervous about joining a gym or a climbing gym, thinking there's going to, you know, it's male dominated. It's really not here. We have pretty equal mix of both. Um, employees that are um, female and also climbers and members that are female. And we have a, even have a female only climbing group called lady crushers. And we've um, started up female only competitions for lady crushers in the past year. And they have done really, really well. So women are getting into it. Yeah, that's, that's so great. I know that's why that's how I found it. I started out climbing there and then, you know, the fact that yoga is complementary to climbing and you don't have to pay any extra at Summit. It's all included. And so it's such a well-rounded community and um, gym that is offered in Dallas. So I love that. Yeah, our teachers are very, our yoga teachers, um, well, as well as our fitness staff teachers. Um, since we encounter a lot of injuries, because climbing is... Um, it, you can injure yourself pretty easily uh, if you're not aware of your of your body, but we have a lot of injured people come into yoga classes, so we have to be really careful and aware that we don't make injuries worse, that we use a light touch, if any touch at all, and so um, I hire really, really conscientious teachers at Summit. It's not just go through the movements, just say the pose name. They really like to cue and help everybody uh, find their ideal version of the pose. Yeah. And so would you say that's what you expect most out of your teachers or what do you kind of look for in your yoga teachers when you're looking to hire somebody? Oh, that's a good question. And I think uh, I want to hire people who just really care about other people and that are passionate about yoga. And it helps um, if you are a rock climber to teach here. 
so that you understand rock climbing in your own body in order to teach um, an effective class for other rock climbers. Yeah, you have to know what's tight, what muscles you're really using, mm-hmm. and like where these people need to stretch. And at Summit, I know a lot of your classes are targeted towards um, hips, and then you have like specifically shoulder opening um, shoulder opening classes to combat all the work that the climbers are doing. Yeah, we sure do. We have, um, hip opening and shoulder liberation classes. We have, um, a specific class called climber flow, which is there's warm ups typically for the feet and the ankles, the wrists, the hands, the forearms, cause those get used a lot in climbing and, And then just a general flow. It can be used to warm up before you're getting on the wall, or it can be used to kind of stretch back out after you're done climbing. So it's a catch-all sort of class. Um, But our most popular, I think, with our climbers here at Summit is the yin-style practice. Um, Our climbers, they usually love kind of intense activity, little short bursts of intense muscular work, which they get on the rock climbing walls. And then they want to counter it with something else. So yin is more meditative. It's a deeper stretch to the entire body. And it really keeps everybody opened up and limber so they can get their leg up really high on the wall and, and complete those um, complex climbing routes. So yeah, I think yin is one of our most, most popular classes here at Summit. Perfect. Yeah, y'all offer so much and kind of different classes than what I see at other studios um, just because you do have a specific audience and specific target and you you know what they need to work on. I love that Summit offers such a different variety um, and different um, kind of targets for their yoga classes. Yeah, me too. So let's see. So we're kind of reaching the end. And would you like to share with people if they you on social media? Sure. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I have personal accounts that I post a lot of summit things to. And I usually wait until I have met somebody in person to add them to my Facebook and Instagram. I know all of and have met all of my 900 plus friends. So come to a class, come meet me and we'll connect on Facebook and Instagram. Um, But Summit has its own business and social media pages, um, which I have linked for Julianne. Maybe she'll share them with you, but our main page is summitgems.com. And we have Facebook pages for our yoga side at facebook.com summit yoga DFW. And then each one of our summit locations for the climbing gym has their own Facebook page. So check us out. Perfect. And I'm looking at those right now. So we have um, Summit Yoga DFW, Dallas, Carrollton, Grapevine, Fort Worth, Denton, Norman, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Um, Let's see. Is that, I think that's all of them. And then a few others that I'll definitely post up um, on my blog for you, Jenny, so that people can find you. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. And um, I think I think this one was better than the first failed one that we did. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, it was a pleasure talking to you again anyway. You too. And I will let you know whenever I um, get this up, I'm going to be releasing the first three that I've uh, recorded and finished already on Sunday. And then um, every week I have four extras. So I'm going to be releasing the other four um, just weekly after that. So I'll let you know. And then um, I've been wanting to like pull quotes and stuff from the podcast. So if you have any photos that you really like of yourself that I can kind of put those quotes up on, then I you can send those to me um, or I can just kind of put them on a, you know, make a graphic out of them as well. Okay. Yes. All right. And then um, What's the name of your blog. What's that? What is the name of your blog? It's Project Beam, B-E-E-M.com. Okay, cool. Yes. So I'm going to be, I'm super excited to be posting all of these. And I've been um, kind of posting um, kind of twice a month as much as I can um, lately for the last like three or four months. Mm -hmm. And so um, if I know I sent you those questions and I know that you are really busy over the holidays, um, but if you, I can send them to you again, just questions about Summit so that I can share those, um, kind of your answers about Summit on my blog, then I would love to do that as well. Yeah. If you'll send it to me again, I'll be happy to. Okay, perfect. And I'll send you the link to my blog so that you can kind of take a look at it and if you want to. Great. All right. Thank you so much, Jenny. It was great talking to you. Thanks. You too. Hope to see you soon. Yes, definitely. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beam Yoga podcast. This podcast is for both yogis and non-yogis alike. Whatever stage of the journey that you're in, I hope that you can take bits of this podcast back into your class, back into your practice, or back into your day-to-day life. Until next time!